0: For those of you who don't know what an Emerge Night is, it's an opportunity to be led into worship by our amazing youth band. How good was our youth band? Just absolutely crushed it. And uh, we also get the opportunity to hear from three up-and-coming uh, leaders and speakers in the life of our church. And I get the, uh, the wonderful opportunity to introduce our first speaker for the evening. Uh, his name is Jeremiah John. He, I'll, I'll get him to come up and get him to come up in a moment. Just stay there for a second, Jeremiah. Jeremiah, you mo- you might have seen him on the drums, just killing it. But uh, he also assists uh, one of our junior high leaders running a junior high Connect group on Fridays as part of our youth team. And something that I love about Jeremiah is very much like Tossie. He's just got such a heart for Jesus, and he's had it from such a young age, and everything he does, he's so diligent and excellent. And He's always got his, uh, he's just like full of revelation, just passionate for Jesus. And I know he's got a really awesome word to bless you guys with. So would you actually stand to your feet and make him feel welcome as he comes? <clears throat>
1: How you all doing tonight? You can all sit down. <laughs> um, I would just like to honor Pastor Isaac and Joel for everything they have done around my life, enabling me to grow more in the Word of God and be useful towards the expansion of his kingdom. Thank you so much. Over the last four years, I've had the privilege to attend and actively be part of our youth group and events at our church. After the first week being at youth, there was a deep desire, and I always was looking forward to the next Friday so that I can attend youth and spiritually freshen up my mind. I came to youth being pretty brokenhearted as I was getting bullied and was having a rough time at my school. But having people who I trust, my leaders, they prayed for me for healing and restoration. And the next week at school, God protected me, and those people who bullied me never spoke a word to me again. As I started coming more frequently to the youth group, it enabled me to learn and grow much deeper in God's love. I started to understand and experience his protection and favour around me. I've learned to forgive and to pray for the ones who have hurt me. The two reasons behind me being part of the youth group was that it enabled me to keep maturing myself spiritually, Especially with my leaders around. And then, secondly, I was witnessing people giving their lives to Jesus, which brought great joy in my life and seeing his kingdom expanding. I truly have understood how important it is to get connected and to be part of a youth group. In Hebrews 10, verse 24 to 25, it says, And let us consider how we may encourage one another on toward love and good deeds, not give up meeting together are somewhere in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and even more as you see the day approaching. Christianity is not a faith which God intended to be lived out alone. Encouraging others and being encouraged by others are both important to the life of an obedient believer. There is a theme in this book about holding fast, as referred in Hebrews 3 verse 14. It encourages us as Christians not to give up on our faith, When stress and fear put pressure on us, our response should be to hold fast to the truth. I believe this is God's ultimate plan for our salvation. Our own personal faith is crucial to that endurance. At the same time, the influence of others is extremely important to our spiritual maturity. Instead of reacting to difficult times like this, with fear or doubt, we should embrace a confident faith. And look to encourage fellow believers to do the same. This means calling other Christians to not just believe, but to act out in love and good deeds. Regular, real life, day to day catching up with other Christians is an essential part of Christian growth and perseverance. When I go to youth groups, I get to hear about what God has done in people's lives. It's so encouraging for me as I hear their testimony of a life transformation. Not only it encourages me, but I've learned to also be alongside people through their faith journey and to help people for things that they are going through, that I have been through. A friend of mine from youth had been going through tough times in life and he barely came to youth. But as he started coming to youth more often, I started to see his personality and his faith with God become stronger. It is such a great feeling watching your friends who once didn't know Christ but now they have the best relationship with God. At youth, I get to hear inspiring messages from our leaders, which sometimes, when I'm going through a tough time in life, I get wisdom from just listening to the message because of how powerful the Word of God is. So I believe if we still hold fast to our faith and continue to encourage, meditate on the Word, pray, and have fellowship with one another by being part of church groups and community, which, in the larger picture, we are much stronger and bigger in the body of Christ. Our God will keep working in the midst of this and will continue to add the number of His people being saved daily. Amidst this pandemic and uncertainty around us, let's have faith and take initiative that this year, 2022, we will be more connected, more caring, more loving within groups and communities. This community is God's desire for us and a sign of a mature faith. Thank you.
0: Come on, give it up for Jeremiah. Absolutely crushed it, bro. Seriously. Man, I remember being Jeremiah's age and literally the idea of talking in front of like 10 people, let uh, let alone a community of people was like petrifying. And here he is just like spitting fire, revelation and truth. And uh, it's, it's so true. Community is, is essential to living a life of faith as believers. And it's in this, in this day and age where isolation is so encouraged, um, we as, as believers have to just operate in the opposite faith. One more time, can we just thank Jeremiah? Absolute gold. <laughs> and now I get to, to welcome up our second speaker for the evening, and that is Miss Jamie Johnson. Jamie is uh, an amazing young adult in our church, and she's also uh, just begun her second year of internship, doing a phenomenal job just seeking, uh, seeking the will of God and uh, sacrificing her time to build the house. And she's just been so faithful and just connected and plugged into this house. And I know that she also is going to have such an awesome word for us tonight. So would you make a feel welcome, stand to your feet, and honor her as she comes.
2: Hey guys, how we doing? You can take a seat, please. I'd just like to start by honoring Pastor Teresa. Pastor T, you set such an amazing example of what it is to be planted in the house and to be all in for God. And every time I hear you preach or we have a conversation, I always leave feeling so encouraged. So I just want to say thank you for everything that you do. You're awesome. I love that we get to be a part of a church that is so in love with Christ and his people. Being a part of C3 Powerhouse has taught me so much while I've been on my Christian journey, such as how to live our lives completely surrendered to God and for all that he has for us. So the main point that I wanna dive into tonight is to being called to live in community and what this looks like and how this can take us to the next level in our Christian journey. God has called us to live in community as we deeply root our lives in Christ. When we as a church family come together and lift our praises to God, we see mountains move, lives restored, and souls won for Christ. Matthew 28, 19 to 20 says, Go therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. So the biggest thing that God has really spoken to me over the last three years is that you can't just be on the fence and hope that one day everything is just going to fall into your lap. God wants you to be so deeply involved in our lives, from tiny things, from saying grace to saying that little prayer before you walk into your workplace. But most of all, God wants us to grow and truly see ourselves through his eyes, So let's not rob God of the opportunity to truly work in our lives, letting him surround us with like-minded people who can speak life into us, be there for us when things get a little rough, and to have a community of people to celebrate and to worship with. So there was a season in my life when I first made the decision to come back to Christ, where I was very much living for Jesus and then also living for the world, but I was starting to get really, really frustrated with my life, and I was going in circles with bad habits and toxic relationships. But there was this one time when I was at Powerhouse Conference when I was just completely surrendered to God, and I had this vision where he was reaching his hand out to me, and as I took it, he started to lead me to groups of people. And that's when I knew that God wanted me to be planted in community, in a community that could love on me and go on this faith journey with me as well. And as I continued to pray and to seek, I knew he was calling me to step out of my past hurts and to fully put my trust in him. Now what this looked like for me was dedicating a year to God by doing internship. By stepping out and fully immersing myself into serving on teams, attending connect groups, being a part of prayer meetings and getting the opportunity to have amazing people speak into my life and to mentor me. This took my faith to a whole new level And one of the biggest blessings in my life is the amazing friendships that I have with all of my Connect girls. Being a part of a group where you can feel safe to share your struggles and your victories is truly a blessing. One thing I've learned while getting into a Connect group is the power of group prayer. Getting the opportunity to pray for each other and then see God move through our circumstances is really, really powerful. And I love being able to rejoice in God's goodness with my group and then talk about all that, what God has done for us. God wants to bless us and he wants us to be fruitful. We all have a longing for God, the need to always want more of him. And there is no better way to live our life than in deep community. It's such an honor to get the opportunity to be a part of something that's so life-giving. When we give God the opportunity to move in our lives, he will. So I'd just like to quickly close in prayer. So if you all want to close your eyes. Father God, I just thank you for each and every single person that's here tonight. Lord, that you're speaking into hearts, you're speaking into minds of groups that people can join, ways that people can be more connected going into this year, Father. And I just thank you for your blessing and for your love. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Come on. Such an awesome word. Can't be on the fence when it comes to following Jesus. You've got to be all in. You've got to be committed and surrounding yourself with like-minded people. And uh, Jamie is a part of such an amazing young adult uh, connect group and is just doing such an amazing job to see, you know, getting connected every week and how they pray for each other. And I too have, uh, as a fellow follower of Jesus, have seen that same power at work in my life. I most certainly could not be, uh, be here today without... Uh, the like-minded people, the friends, the connect groups that I've been a part of throughout my journey would encourage you if you're not in one, get connected, get plugged in, you won't regret it. And now I get the uh, honor and privilege to welcome up our last guest, uh, speaker for the, for the evening. I've been told that I specifically can't be biased because they're my wife. Um, but I will, I will say that out, outside of being uh, incredibly good looking, um, my... Uh, my um, the one thing that I, I feel like I can say about my wife is that she knows what it is to be all in for Jesus. I am convinced that she came out of the womb praising and worshiping the Lord. And one thing is for certain, she has not wavered in her faith one single day up until this moment. And I know that she is, and I can say that quite confidently. Um, I, you would think that she wouldn't, but she's, she's just, you know, she just held firm. Anyway, she's going to really bless you tonight. I know she's got a really awesome words. So once again, church, stand to your feet and make her feel welcome as she comes.
3: That was not PDA, I don't consider. Anyway, hi, everybody. Um, You all can take your seats. Thank you so much. It is an absolute honor every single time Um, I get to be up here and and share the word. I pray that you are encouraged and blessed. But um, just before I start, I want to honor um, two people who aren't in the room today, but um, our incredible senior pastors, Pastor John and Dan. Um, We love them. Yes, please give them a good cheer. Um, We love them so much. And Pastor John and Dan, if you do listen to this podcast, this podcast. We love you, but um, how amazing are our senior pastors, hey, just pouring in. um, You have no idea how much behind the scenes um, they pray for us, um, encourage us, and just, um, yeah, they have the most amazing heart for this church. And so, um, one more time, can we just give it up for Pastor John and Dan? Awesome. Well, I don't know about you, but I actually can't believe that it's like we're a month into 2022. I think that is absolutely bizarre. Um, But uh, some of you might have had a really awesome past year. Some of you might be going, hoping that the next two years or or next this coming year is a little bit kinder on you than the past two. Um, I can definitely relate to both of those, but who knows that in tough seasons, we can actually learn some pretty amazing lessons. And um, the biggest lesson that I think I've learned in this past two years has been um, the importance of gathering with one another. And um, I think that there is a very um, ringing theme tonight. God wants us to get something tonight, and that is the importance of gathering. Um, March 23rd, 2020, I don't know if any of you guys remember this exact date, but I can guarantee you remember the time frame. Um, That was the day that the Sunshine Coast went into a three-month lockdown. Um, I remember this date very specifically because it was two days after our wedding. And um, yeah, so we we went on a glorious two-day honeymoon to Noosa, um, and then we're automatically redirected home and spent the rest of our honeymoon time. Um, we actually, it was really amazing. We got to spend some quality time with family that we haven't seen um, now for a little while, but we also just spent the rest of our honeymoon time just reflecting on the incredible gathering that our wedding was. It was us with our closest friends and family in the presence of God. Um, And then after that, the government started, you know, allowing gatherings a little bit. I think it started as like four people per household, and then six, and then ten, and as this was happening, Isaac and I had been just waiting to host people in our first home. We were so excited to do that. And so what we did was every single time the government expanded the rules of having people over, we would have that many people over literally like the day that um, that, that was available. And as we did that together, we actually discovered this deep love and um, gift of hospitality. In that time, as we gathered, God actually revealed to us, even more so, that we are created for community. Um, Hebrews 10.25 speaks of not giving up meeting together, um, as Jeremiah so boldly preached, um, "...as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching." And this scripture has really spoken to me, and um, I'm sure a lot of you more than it ever has, because we do actually live in a society where there is a fear of gathering. There is a, there's a drawback when it comes to meeting together. And of course, we need to take care of ourselves and our health, but we need to not give up the meeting together. God so specifically talks about that and how people are starting to get into the habit. We need to go the other direction and make sure that this sacred gathering keeps happening. Nothing beats gathering, um, especially when it's in the name of Jesus, um, in the presence of God. Hey, Um, so I grew up in C3 in Canada. I've been a pastor's kid my whole life, and I have been fully immersed in all things church since birth. Like Isaac said, I did not come out of the womb praising God. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe that's why we cry when we first come out. Maybe it's not because like our lungs fill, it's just praise, maybe, Um, but um, because of, um, I am blessed to have been brought up with such a loving and incredible community, and it is because of that community, it's because um, of the gathering that I actually have been, um, I have loved Jesus my whole life, that love has stayed steadfast, and until now, I'm going to be a bit vulnerable, but until now, I actually believed that my life and my story had no impact, Um, I believe that my many experiences in church life both good and bad held no weight because there are very few people who actually just simply hold to their faith their whole life. I thought that, like, you know, most people have a story of meeting Jesus in a dark time, or they've turned away at some point and come back. And I actually, because I didn't experience any of those things, I was really insecure that my testimony, if I even had one, was um, unrelatable, that it was bragging, or that it was unhelpful to others. Um, But here's the thing. (laughs) My whole life and my whole faith is a testimony of what it is to gather in the name of Jesus. And I am so thankful for that. You know, from Sunday services, connect groups, youth, you know, leadership events, conferences, the thing that kept me fully grounded in my faith, of course, was my relationship with Jesus. But to to grow that further was choosing to attend these gatherings, was choosing to, you know, push past the laziness, to push past what I didn't, what I felt in the moment, and was to actually come attend and unite with others under the precious name of Jesus. Jesus says himself, he said in Matthew 18:10, for where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. And you know, there's a massive difference between gathering with a few people, like having a birthday party, or gathering in the name of Jesus, and that is the presence of God. And who knows in the presence of God, miracles happen and lives are changed and people are changed forever. Futures are found because Jesus is there. And I'm gonna just talk really quickly about three things that happen when we gather together regularly in the name of Jesus, okay? So the first thing, say godly relationships. Amen. Awesome. Godly relationships are formed. To be invested into the house of God and pursuing meeting together results in community and relationships that push us and encourage us in the best ways. You know, through connect groups and young adult gatherings, I've made um, relationships that have inspired me in my faith. Growing up, uh, my youth leader was my mentor, She encouraged me, and she challenged me, and she let her life be an example to me. And that's actually the reason that I held so steadfast to my faith. I had examples. Um, Isaac and I both separately um, and together have an incredible group of friends um, that we've met here and that are in our inner circle, they push us, um, they call out the best and the worst of us in love um, and we're so grateful for them. God did create us to do life together in Hebrews 10.26, it says to spur one another on toward love and good deeds. And I really love this scripture because I wanted to understand what that word spur meant. I don't know if some of you might not know, but a spur is actually this like round plate of metal that's really sharp and has like blades on it almost. And it's what cowboys would wear on the back of their like cowboy boots. And every time they needed their horse to move faster or go forward or do something for them, they would give the horse a little kick with their spur. They would spur it on. And what I like, it's not that cruel. I know you might be thinking it's a little bit cruel. Horses are really tough, so you need something a little bit sharper to spur them on. Um, But I really, my takeaway from that scripture was that actually, sometimes when we encourage one another and we, we spur one another on, it's sometimes a little bit painful. Sometimes it's not the most comfortable thing. Sometimes it's a little bit sharp. Sometimes you don't know how to take it at first. But I'm so thankful for a community that can spur me on. It's not always supposed to be lovey-dovey and fluffy. We're supposed to spur each other on towards love and towards good deeds. And in these group settings, we can be vulnerable. Like Jamie so beautifully said, we can um, ask questions. We can get support in prayer. um, We can encourage each other and um, godly relationships and often lifetime friendships um, come out of meeting together. Um, My husband and I met here at a young adults gathering. I've met amazing friends here and um, those relationships have actually stuck with me when all else drifted off. The second thing that happens when we meet together regularly, say this after me, we bless others. So good. Well, when Isaac and I began hosting people in our home, we actually found that creating a space um, where people are blessed and loved and listened to and invested in was something that we were actually gifted in. And um, it didn't mean that we hosted the coolest parties or we had the best place to host things in, but we actually found that we got this heart, we got this burden to create community for people who needed it. Um, we use these gifts to serve other people. You know, we saw so many people blessed by us just extending our home or our hearts or our time to them. And you know, if you ever need examples of this, Jesus is the ultimate example of servanthood. Um, in the Bible, after he serves his own disciples, he just simply says this in um, Mark 10:45: the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. And I want to encourage you tonight that when we serve other people with our gifts, we're actually serving Jesus and we're doing what he exemplified. Not only that, but we actually get life from blessing other people. I know that if I spend a week all up in my head, maybe I'm stressed, maybe I'm just so focused in on myself. Say you spend a whole entire week just thinking about yourself, buying things for yourself, all that kind of stuff. There's actually not a whole lot of life that comes out of that. There's sometimes greed, there's sometimes a want for more, but it's never a satisfaction satisfactory thing, and that's because we're not created to just do life for ourselves. We're created to serve other people. Proverbs 11.25 says, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will themselves be refreshed. And I just want to ask a question to you in the middle of this all is, how can you be a blessing to others as you start gathering this week? Whether it's workplace, whether it's a group, whether it's youth. It, look inward and just ask, How can I be a blessing to other people? Because when we gather, we get to bless others. The third thing, everyone say, Build the kingdom. Yeah. Yes, the third thing that happens when we gather regularly in Jesus' name is that we build the kingdom of God. You know, Jesus has called us um, like like the past few preachers have just talked about. He's put a call on our life to go out into all nations to preach the gospel. And he's put a call on every single one of our lives. First Peter 2 verse 9 says this, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. You know, each and every single one of us here has been uniquely made to carry out the call of God. And as we pursue a relationship with him, that calling is revealed. Um, I don't know if you guys were here this morning, Isaac Sanson preached an incredible message. Make sure you catch it. On the podcast, but he talked in depth about how the Bible talks about the church being one body in many parts. He did some pretty funny analogies, so I'll let you um, listen to that podcast. Um, But that's the thing we all follow the same Jesus, but we have a different part to play in building his kingdom. That's why we can't compare to others. And I was such a victim to, uh, not a victim, I did that. I would compare myself to others all the time in church. I literally remember I would um, act like certain people. I would Dress like certain people. I just wanted to do what they were doing. And in that time, I was actually robbing myself of what God had put on my life to do. When I realized that, and I just turned to Jesus and I said, Okay, Jesus, what do you actually want from me? I started flourishing in areas that I never thought that I could have. I honestly can tell you, I don't think that I would end up on this stage, you know, leading worship. I didn't know that God actually wanted me to take up a lead of a musical that would turn so many people who didn't know Jesus towards him. Um, I didn't know I'd get married. I didn't know I'd run a youth ministry with my husband. Um, But that's the thing. When we choose to follow him and just ask God what he wants us to do, it becomes this adventure. Um, It calls us higher than we ever thought we could do. And I just want to reiterate that scripture because God calls us a chosen people, royal priesthood, a holy nation, and a special possession. So let's cling on to that. Let's let that identify ourselves instead of our accomplishments, instead of what we look like instead of our following or who we follow if God has called us out of darkness into his wonderful light then let's lead that light because he's equipped us to do that You know, following Jesus requires us to be all in for his call, and I actually love this theme that we're entering into this month, all in. I got to preach a message at youth camp, um, and it was literally called All for the Call. And I just think that there is such a ringing theme going on in our lives right now, that we are meant to be all in, and it's not so that we get as many volunteers as possible. It's not so that we get as many bums in seats as possible. It's so that we advance the the kingdom of God and we find our calling in him and that we build the kingdom so i want to encourage you to let's let's just trust his call on our lives to build his kingdom you know, how blessed are we that we still get to gather here on Sundays. We get to gather on weekdays. I really do encourage you, if you're not a part of a group, they're launching this week, and they're amazing. They are the, um, the best way to get plugged into a community that's going to encourage you and love you beyond what you thought. And so this week, as we head into our workplaces or our homes or our connect groups in every sphere... Let's be willing to see what God wants to do with us through relationships, through blessing others, and through building the kingdom of God. And I just want to close in prayer. Jesus, I thank you right now for every single one of your children here, God. I thank you that you love them and that you have you have a massive calling on their lives, Jesus. God, I pray that as we go out this week, Father, that we would we would be able to um, increase in our relationships, our godly relationships, Father. I pray that you would bless every single person here, and God, that in turn they would be a blessing to others. Father, I pray that as we step into the calling that you have for us, as we choose to follow you, Lord, God, would we build the kingdom for your glory,